Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Megan. Hello, Giselle. Here we are. Here we are. Third week in a row. I think we're doing well. Third week in a row. I don't remember the last time we recorded three weeks in a row, so you're welcome. I'm incredibly proud of us, and I am finally feeling better. Maybe I've let let out one or two coughs today, but we're back on the grind. We've been pelotoning again. It's not no longer collecting dust. Um, we're we're hopefully back. We are so back. The world is we not are back, so back. But we are so back. No, like. We couldn't be further from back, actually, when it comes to <laughs> the world. Yeah, but like we we're you know we're trying we're we're making our way. Also, sorry to anyone who last week listens to the episode right when it dropped because um, which there were we people we did yeah and thank Icons. you to shout out to you know a real one. Let me figure out uh, Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Shout out to Patricia who DM'd us to let us know that we uploaded the wrong, and why we, I mean me, uploaded the (laughs) wrong track. We. um, Which was because we dropped an episode on exactly like 118 or whatever it was in Uh 2023. My brain is still not used to it being 2024. So when we went to upload it, it was, you know, the 2023 one instead of the 2024 one. Quick fix, but thank you for the heads up. Thank I, you, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. Legend. You're a real round, real one. Shout out. Um, and we hopefully won't make that mistake tomorrow. Meg, Meg bears the burden of uploading <laughs> the episodes and editing them every week, as you all know. I just look. Well, I guess I just sit here and sound pretty while Meg is really the workhorse of this. She podcast. does look. She does look pretty, also too. No. Um, um, Meg is the beautiful workhorse of the podcast. So um, everyone, once again, it's gotten so me. much easier over the years as we become more and more professional at this. Absolutely. Um, you know, we and also because in the in the early days, God, do you remember? G like when we were doing it on Zoom in the pandemic and. Um, and it would like the Zoom was never working. Like the service was terrible. Yeah. Like no like, Wi Fi. There was one time I think we recorded like on our phones, like on yeah. FaceTime. Um, you know, doing whatever it took to bring you the news, um, the which news. We, we're still doing to this day. Thank um, God, because the news but, never stops, and yeah. people keep being and, absolutely foolish. I think we just need to roll into the main topic of the week, which is the Oscar nominations have dropped (laughs) and people have lost their damn minds. Like, (laughs) where do you even begin? Um, We love the Oscars. We do. We literally love the Oscars. As you all know. We were texting about the nominations as they were still coming out. We we were Um, watching the live stream stream, that Meg told me to watch. So I watched it. Jack Quaid and Zazie Beetz looking icons. fabulous. Icons. Let them host the Oscars, to be honest. Literally. They did a great job um, announcing the nominations. Now, <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago on this podcast, we had a conversation about um, people taking, like, getting too mad about things that people like and just letting people like what they like and letting people right. be passionate about it and letting people like things and whatever. 
And I swear to God, it's like, this is the world that we live in is that like, you, they're going to make me eat my, all my words. Right. Like, and We're just always. absolutely it's because no one is normal. No one can be normal. <laughs> no one can be normal. It, just imagine a world where, where people were normal and, and relaxed and chill. I, I can't, I can't even. Um, and I mean, <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. Basically, the Oscar nominations dropped yesterday morning. They did. Um, for the most part, they were very predictable. They were very right. predictable based on what what the precursors have been. Right. Based on if you know about the Academy at all, like in terms of how they react to um, to the nominations that come beforehand, including BAFTA, SAG, all these different ones. Right. Um, and you know they're pretty. They're pretty expected. At yes. least for me, being very engaged with it, being very, you know, online, We've been on it too this online. Season, I feel We've been really on it this award season, and also like, I feel like we've had conversations about who might get a snub, who might. I mean, snub. The word snub, I hate it. Like, can we erase it from <laughs> our vocabulary, from our history, from our? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, but basically, the reaction yesterday morning was kind of that, right? Like. Sad yeah. about certain snubs. Sad about Charles Melton not getting Best Supporting Actor for May December. Like we, although we already kind of knew that was going to happen. Knew that was going to happen, right? Um, we still love you, Charles Melton. Us, we still love you. Sad about all of us strangers not getting any love. Sad about Iron Claw not getting any love. Both movies we knew were not marketed properly, right? So they were not going to get Oscar nominations unless it was like a super surprise, right? So, again, just, like, very normal in terms of what was expected. And for me, personally, that right. includes Margot Robbie not getting nominated for Best Actress and Greta Gerwig not getting nominated for Best Director. And and we're about to dive into these, these particular two. But, yeah. like, as you said, like, there were many other incredible performances that we loved that were not recognized. For example, Greta Lee in Past Lives, Missing, mm -hmm. famously. But also, as we're about to get into it, there were incredible things that happened. For example, Lily Gladstone being the first Native person to be nominated for a fucking Oscar, which is amazing. So Absolutely. I just, I just want to say some some wins before we get into the way the, the fucking... Every woman, almost, in America truly lost a screw yesterday and today and i just need yeah. to go into it meg i i, I really I'm yeah. truly baffled. <laughs> baffled i really wasn't expecting this much of an uproar right like but this is the problem with with lack of context with actually this is the thing the curse of actually knowing the context around the oscars around yeah. what got nominated around being invested in this and like actually going through the list of nominees and understanding who's actually nominated for what right and also meg can i say Something? Of course. Actually watching the other films that are nominated. I'm so sorry. Uh, come on. Truly, Nicole. truly, I'm not even trying. If you only saw Barbie, I won't shade you because I loved Barbie. Meg loved Barbie. We both love Barbie. But I can guarantee you, I, I can truly guarantee you about 85, and that's being generous, percent of the people who are commenting on this particular topic 
have not seen more than Barbie and or maybe one or two other films. Yeah. But uh, I guarantee like, you they haven't seen Anatomy of a Fall. Which I can guarantee the they movie, haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon. Which is or the movie Lives. that got kind of, you know, the um, what people are saying, like the Greta slot in Best Director right. or the Margot slot in Best Actress. But y'all haven't seen the movie. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm sure there are people who have seen it. But but like now, let's be let's call it spade a spade. If you haven't seen the movie, then you don't know. Exactly. And I mean, this started to pick up steam, and you started to see these like corny ass tweets about like, oh my gosh, like poor Greta, poor Margot, like they were the force behind this movie. They were the reason that it was so successful, and it made a billion dollars, and blah blah blah. And like, true, sure, a hundred percent. Now. I'm seeing so many people on Beyonce's internet. Literally. Call, which is rude. Say with their whole chest that Margot and Greta did not receive a nomination. Which is just categorically not true. Right. And here's what I'll say about um they're they're for me, they're both different, the the Greta snub and the Margot snub, right? Correct. They both are fine to me for different reasons. Sorry. Um, I agree. Margot not getting Best Actress is fine to me. I expected her to not get Best Actress. Now, I am a recent watcher of the movie Nyad starring Annette Bening. Um, oh, love, love. And Jodie Foster. Which, thing for you? Which, yes, which got a, um, which got a Best Actress nomination. Now, that's the kind of one that, that snuck in a little bit. Because Sandra Hewler... For Anatomy of a Fall has been nominated. We, we, we at knew. SAG, at Bof, at BAFTA. She was she was in there. She was counted in there in my head. So Annette Benning snuck in. Now, okay, you can say Annette Benning took Margot Robbie's spot, right? Um, but also, and I haven't seen The Color Purple, um, but there are other performances out there this year. You know like, how I feel about The Color Purple. I know how you feel about The Color Purple, and I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to, I have, I'm going to see it because Daniel Brooks was nominated, and I want to see it. But, you know, how I'm, I don't know yet if um, Fantasia deserved to be in there above Margot. Like, maybe you feel that way. Absolutely. Um, and- I'm, I do think Margot was great in Barbie. I really do think Margot was great in Barbie. We said it. I do think we said it on this podcast. No one else could have played Bar- Barbie but Margot, right? And we, we and that, love Margot Robbie. And that is fantastic. Margot Robbie is a producer on Barbie. The producer on Barbie. She is the one making all the decisions. She has, in the last, like, 10 years, carved out this space for herself in an industry that doesn't, of course, doesn't take women seriously outside of being an actress, right? right? Or whatever. She has carved out this role for herself, producing these movies, producing these women-led movies, producing these, right. you know, where women are, are from top to bottom working on these movies. And that's fantastic. And to be honest, it feels really, like, wrong to be apologizing to her for her not getting nominated for acting when she got nominated for producing it, which is arguably, again, what everyone's saying she did, right? Created this global phenomenon, pushed to make sure that it got, you know, it got the proper funding, it got the marketing, it got the the backing of the studios. So it's like, what, like, Yes, okay. A performance is much more in your face. When everyone looks at the Oscars, they only really look at Best Picture and then they look at the four acting categories as the face of the movie, right? But there's so much more that goes into it. Absolutely. And Margot being producer and getting nominated for Best Picture is a big deal. And we're completely discrediting that. 
Number Absolutely. one. And yes, go ahead. Keep going off. And I mean, number two, if you take a look at the, by the way, eight other nominations that talk, Barbie talk got. about it. It's for costume design, production design, America Ferrera, screenplay written by Greta Gerwig. Literally. Women, women, women. It's, and again, the Greta thing, she also got a nomination. <laughs> she also got a nomination for Literally. Best Screenplay. Going off of that, Greta Gerwig has directed three feature films in her career. All three have been nominated for Best Picture. She was nominated for Best Director for Lady Bird. No, it's so you can tell that I'm just getting away from no, myself Meg, here I, because it's no, no, just no. so frustrating. And no, it's, it's like it's so. This is insane. the issue with monoculture. Let's talk about yeah. it. This is the issue with monoculture in the year 2024 and 2023. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, you know, maybe you'd see one movie potentially, but like mm-hmm. we didn't have this TikTok, and you know, maybe you'd see some Twitter threads, yada yada, move on with your day. But the fact that every person. And every, every person that's saying something has seen Barbie. Barbie was the biggest thing to talk about. So therefore, yeah. everyone feels as though they can be a part of something and feels as though maybe they saw themselves in Barbie. Maybe they feel as though it's like, you know, feminism, which once again, as we have said on this podcast, if you think Barbie is new wave feminism, sister, you need to go back to school and like, let's learn some things because like that wasn't the point of the movie and it wasn't trying to teach you new wave feminism. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So all these people who have decided, once again with monoculture, that like, because they, because everything revolves around us, because they watched Barbie, it must be the best movie that is ever to exist. And also, because Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig were not nominated, feminism is dead. And as you're heated, I'm heated, I mean, the the, the cultural layers of this, the, the racial layers of this is just, it, that takes it to a we're level We're at that, the tip of the fucking iceberg only I li- with what I, we've said so far. <laughs> like, let's l- let's remember yeah. how many, and I, I'm speaking, I'm not even speaking based on other races, but I'm, I'm talking about black women just because I myself am a black woman, as we know. If you, this is not a visual medium, but I'm a black woman, everyone. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast. Um, the amount of black women who have not only been nominated, which is rare, have won this category is astronomically low. And if we as black women and black people and people who are allies of black people and other races who have been marginalized have got on Beyonce's internet, as you said, and created a ruckus as has happened every single time this happened, the internet would cease to exist. It would crash. Like, I just can't even believe, and like, I'm sorry, if you are blonde, I'm not, I'm just using this as like a way to say it. You're probably stunning and beautiful and not one of these people. But like every blonde girl I've ever seen in my life on fucking TikTok getting on there and talking about how feminism is dead and this is the biggest snub of life and how dare they disrespect women in this way. Sister, I need you to step outside and breathe air. Touch grass. Touch grass. <laughs> it's, it actually, like, people are dying, Kim. Like, literally. And yeah. people have the audacity to sit up here and make infographics about feminism dying. Yeah. I. But also, 
like, can we also talk about something? The fact that a good movie that we all love does not necessarily mean that it's going to have critical acclaim. But even beside that, this movie has critical acclaim. So I'm like, what are people saying? What are people Literally. saying, actually? And I mean, like, what's going to happen on March 10th when they win maybe no Oscars? Are people, people going to take to this? People will take to the streets. They'll take to fired. the streets in defense of Barbie in their pink in, and in their masses. Like, and can I, I say something so controversial on Beyonce's internet? Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie was great, but I'm sorry. One of the best performances in that movie was Ryan Gosling. We, we're going to talk. We got to talk. Let's about talk Gosling. about it. I'm we sorry. We got to talk about Ryan Gosling because if people were normal, if we were all normal, we would all, I am personally so happy and excited that Ryan Gosling got nominated for an Oscar for a performance like the one he gave in Barbie. Right. A comedic performance which this was is another great. huge problem separate problem with the academy separate problem with the oscars is that they never and don't know how to award comedic performances right it's it, alongside dramatic performances right like they think of them in such separate chambers right and and maybe that's maybe that's true like maybe we need to keep them separate but also like the oscars is one supporting actor and one supporting actress so like we're we're you know in this dr- drama comedy everything if let's be honest, let's be honest. And this is the script sets this up. The music sets this up. Ryan Gosling's performance sets this up. It is the best performance in that movie. Let's talk about Sorry. it. Sorry. Let's just call a spade a spade. He gave the best performance in that movie. There is a reason the I am Kenuff thing happened. I just don't understand why people aren't are acting so surprised. It's this wild ha- like, to me. Like when the movie came out and I'm listening to my film podcasts and I'm, I'm, you know, reading online, reading reviews. I back then knew Margot Robbie was not going to get a not acting nom and Ryan Gosling was. And can but I say something like, else? Yes. I guarantee you angry people on the internet, Margot Robbie will have plenty more opportunities to be nominated and she she's has before been, she's and she has before. for best actress multiple times like my, my, my sister margot robbie is just fine actually yeah i don't i truly don't think margot robbie is pressed i truly don't think margot robbie expected to get nominated yeah because and i i mean you're saying and i, I you know this is some people's argument oh so um the movie is best picture but the you're it didn't have a star and didn't have a director now, let's let's be let's think about this logically. Critically. That there let's are think, there are critically. ten best picture nominees, and there are five slots in director, actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress. So not every lead actor from every best picture nominee is going to get nominated. That is just the way math works. And That's also, like there math. are other movies that exist that aren't Barbie, and also. They were good. And also, like, specifically, I... and also specifically, there are other movies that are not Barbie that were helmed by women and were feminist movies that have been nominated that right. we are just completely discarding, right? And I mean, I 100% agree with you on Past Lives. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm happy it got Best Picture. Yeah. And I'm happy it got Adapted Screenplay. Obviously, 
a conversation for Greta Lee and Celine Song is completely lost behind the, under the wave of of you know grieving for Greta and Margot. But like, if you look at like Justine Trier, Tri- Trier, I think her name is, um, who got nominated for Best Director for Anatomy of the Fall, who that movie? Do you know that that movie was not selected? by France as its submission to the Oscars because Justine in her acceptance speech at I believe can maybe can I don't know called out like um, what's his name Macron um yeah yeah for his policies and his in her speech and like of course then they like tried to like bury the movie but it got nominated in all of like the above board categories so it's like and yeah, it's why just... are we talking about that? Like, why aren't we talking about that aspect of it? And also, like, I, what I think about Anatomy of a Fall, and like, I really want to hear your opinion of it when you see it. Yeah. But again, Anatomy of a Fall is a very feminist movie. It has a lot of feminist themes, and it's starring a woman. And who is it's getting nominated? More, it's who's getting nominated. It's let's be real, a more serious dark film than Barbie is. And so what I'm taking from this is that mainstream feminism is only accessible in these kind of goofy, silly comedy movies where it's like pink shoved in your face, right? Absolutely. Like it, a movie can only be feminist and a movie can only be like women-centric. A movie can only bring women together if it's, you know, covered in pink and about a doll. And like, and that's like, let's not be so, me. So... That's not me bashing Barbie. I have said on this move, this podcast, that I like the movie Barbie. So I just like, you're not, t- you're not like because Anatomy of the Fall is more serious. It can't be taken seriously as a feminist movie because Literally. women can't be serious. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 so upsetting and like so sad and disheartening and like just makes me feel like we've taken no no steps no way to critical think about what's going on and also just like if people were trying to remind us me anyone that your feminism is not intersectional you've reminded me today like absolutely I, i see you people on the internet. I absolutely see you. And I literally texted you guys. I was like, I have not seen the girlies this galvanized since the goddamn black squares. And we see what that literally. is. Not a damn thing. So literally it's, so it's I textbook, just... textbook white feminism. And I mean, like, of course, the blonde, anyone... like, I love Margot, but yeah. like the blonde girlie who didn't get the nomination. Now we're, we're fucking tipping over cars and, and fucking Hillary Clinton is tweeting. I, the Hillary Clinton tweet. Absolutely. <laughs> It's so silly. We we live in hell. We live in it's hell. It's so dumb. Um, and it just again, like it, it's damning on Hillary Clinton to like well, to hundred to tweet her that. Should like, be fired. Like you already, you already are seen as like a symbol of white feminism, and this is what like this is the one that you're gonna call out. You're not going to once again. And I mean, we haven't even really discussed America Ferrera, who... I know, we need to get into that. I know there's been a lot of discourse about the monologue and blah, 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 and how it's basically, like, you know, junior high feminism, if not middle school feminism, right? But as we've said when we were defending Barbie on this podcast, 
you can allow thing you can allow things that are maybe beneath your like advanced level of feminism to make you feel something and to make right, totally. to and also to reach people who maybe have not gotten the same message as you. So enough about the monologue. Um, but America Ferrera getting nominated was not a sure thing. And obviously America Ferrera is a Latina woman. She gave an incredible speech at the Critics' Choice Awards yeah. about being seen and about, you know, um, being a role model for other Latinas and also um, coming up in the industry. And, and just, it was really moving and really wonderful. And I think 100%, because Hollywood is a political, you know, the, and the award season is is absolutely like that in terms of like, you know, campaigning, like people campaign for these awards and America Ferrer, you ran a great campaign and she was good in Barbie. And so, and she's her first Oscar nomination and yet no one's talking about it. Of course not. Of course not. Because, because the white women didn't get nominated. Literally like, like, like boiling it all down, like really boiling it all down. That is truly why people are so upset. And I, It just makes me so sad that, like, we can't even just, like, fucking enjoy Barbie. We can't just, we can't, like, just celebrate things that happen with it. Like, obviously, Greta and Margot are celebrated. Great for them, whatever. But, like, we can't even do that because people just can't get over their biases, their fucking white yeah. feminism. They won't let it go. They've cling to it in this way that is so underneath the surface that they don't even realize it, that the girlies who are posting about this online truly believe that they're like saying something. They haven't they even believe thought that about they're being, that. yeah, social justice warriors. They haven't even thought about intersectionality, which like, let's get that back in schools. Let's bring back the word intersectionality, friends and followers, please. Like, yeah. I, I, I just... It is, it is really, uh, can I, another thing to say, anytime you feel like clicking the react or reply button on TikTok to say something about what someone else has said that adds nothing to the conversation, remove your hand from the phone. We, (laughs) We don't, we, I'm sorry. We actually don't need your response. Are you a critic? No. Have you seen all the movies? No. Do you just want to have a shock factor and get clicks? Yes. If that's your answer, literally remove yourself from the app. Close it. Close the app. Text your friend. I just, let's bring back texting our friends. Bring back just having conversations with people that you see on a daily basis. Bring it back. And one, and I don't want to discourage anyone that has genuine opinions and like actually has things to bring to the conversation, like us, for example. I feel we do because we've also seen the movies, so <laughs> therefore I think we can say things. Uh, and also, as always, we approach pop culture with a lens of just like you know intersectionality, as I've been saying. So I just, I just feel like it's this echo chamber, and as I said earlier, monoculture has like damned us, and it's dark, and. I just can't believe that this is happening today. I can't believe it. It's, it is wild. And like, you just continue, you continue to see like people just like putting their foot in their mouth. Like it's no, it's exhausting. And I mean, like there are people posting about like, I don't know if you saw this tweet, but it was like, 
Margot photo of Margot Robbie next to lyrics from the man by Taylor Swift. Like if I was a man, like, you know, I'd be like, whatever you do. Like people telling themselves, like it's a best actress category, sister. Like the five people who beat out Margot Robbie are women are also women. Yeah. Are also women. I mean, the, the Greta Gerwig thing, of course, we always want to see more women nominated for Best Director. It, they don't often get nominated for Best Director. Most of the time, it is five guys. Most of the time, right? But, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like this this wave for Greta of, like, how unfair. Like, we're not nominating women for Best Director. When, obviously, Justine Trier is nominated. She's alive and, and existing. Years ago, and two years ago, Jane Campion won Best Director. She's won it twice. Obviously, that was controversial. But then a couple years ago, in the same year, Emerald Fennel and yeah. Chloe Zhao were nominated, and Chloe Zhao won. I'm not saying that like we should just sit back and be happy with that. I'm really not. Like, of course, I want would love to see a black woman nominated for Best Director. Imagine a fucking world like that, right? Exactly. But, like, to go in for Greta Gerwig as if there has you know like she is the only woman ever the only, only female director ever it's it's insane and like i said three three movies three best picture nominations and one best director nomination like that's a 33 percent success rate on best director nominations no i don't know and, and i'm Maybe sorry I greta gerwig will get like yeah. no no she like and as we've said like it feels stupid we have to justify it but like these three movies that we just named, we love. We stand. But, like, yeah. once again, as you said, like, and people should really think about it, like, Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, who we both love, like, will get this opportunity again. Like, they will, yeah. we will see them here again. There's a lot of people that, as the, the girlies have been saying, got snubbed, that, like, I don't know if we'll see here again. Like, for example, as you said, like, I don't know if I'm going to see Fantasia here again. And that's sad because she did give an incredible performance and she's like been doing it. And like, you know, I, I just, there's just not the same opportunities for people of color. Like think about, think about the opportunities for women. And then I'd like you to take that down about 20 notches and think about the opportunities for women of color. So like, let's just think about that. Like the sentence should be if Greta Gerwig can't get nominated for this, which like, again, my opinion of the 10 best picture nominees, which I, of which I've seen all, those five directors are the best five directors. Like, Sorry. Like that's, that's just, I, I'm going to say it with my whole chest. I yeah. think that they got it right based on the five, the 10 best picture nominees that they nominated. Right. But that being said, like Greta Gerwig can't get nominated, can't get in there. Right. Only one woman can get in there and it's oh another white woman. So imagine like how much harder it is for a Celine song for Literally. I mean I haven't seen Origin and I know that it's controversial. But Ava, Miss Ava, Ava is around. Like I mean I know it's like people. Some people are you know it's very mixed mixed reviews, but like can't even get a look right. So like where are we? You know what we're really just focusing on all of the wrong issues and all of the wrong you know. And I mean like the thing about Barbie is that it just like this is this is what it did though you know and like this is the dark side of barbie that we very much when we talked about it recently i feel like we were just like okay fuck it like just enjoy the movie like yes it was a capitalist phenomenon right and like just crazy but like this is like it's turned fem it's commodified feminism right, it right? Doesn't, they this don't, is they're what they're not it is. letting us just enjoy the movie anymore 
But also, like, like that's what Barbie was. Like at at its core, Barbie was commodifying feminism as going to the movies and wearing pink with your friends. And, and the antithesis of boyhood, which people made Oppenheimer to be, which like we don't agree right. with. But like that was they marketing people. And, and it's it's it is marketing and it's it's the way that our brains have been trained, right? But like you have to see outside that that like because Barbie isn't your personality. Like Barbie isn't there is a lot more to feminism than just Barbie. So like Literally. Le- read, read a book. Like, oh my God, I can't. It's just like. And also like, I, pro- I, I truly promise you, you can still love Barbie, call Barbie your favorite movie of the year, or like think it's one of the best movies you've ever seen. But also like think other movies, like performances or like leave room for the fact that like, other things will be awarded. Like two truths mm-hmm. can exist at the same time. Like we don't always get our, our way. And also like, I'm sorry, as we've said, like there were other great, there there, it, there were other incredible movies. This was a great year for movies. Right. I, I literally, that, that was what I like. I was like, also if we're being serious and not to bring up a, a movie that's really about boyhood, but like for me, the Oscars, the Academy, Irrelevant for not nominating the Iron Claw for no, ir- actually <laughs> irrelevant. Ir- ir- all the irrelevant. Like clearly, the Oscars are not the wokest and most you know Zac progressive Efron, you Oscar in body. Like, literally, we <laughs> in my in my heart we did it. Yeah, but, like, we did it. Clearly, though. like. They have so, such a long way to go. And as much as you can, like, add more diversity in, you can't look... And, I mean, again, we can we can start to wrap it up. With Best Director specifically, who has been directing movies for most of movie history? White men. In and one of, of ways, the ones who's been doing it for most of history is nominated! Yes. Marty is there! He's standing Marty on was, business. Of course he was going to get, he was a, he was a lock. The and re- can I say other- something? I liked that yeah. movie. So boom. <laughs> I know there's discourse, but I like that movie. What did I say? I said the five directors are correct. Yeah. Sorry. You can't sometimes, sorry. Also, Poor Things is amazing. If you haven't seen it, Yorgos King. I love him. Yorgos. King. Christopher Nolan, you we all know how I feel about Oppenheimer. Sorry. No, it's gonna sweep wait. and everyone's gonna be mad at it, but like But if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. Boop. It's stood on business. It's stood on fucking business. So there's that. But I also <sighs> think that I don't know what people are expecting with Best Director. Like once again, if we're not giving more opportunities to direct films to people of color, to women of color then how are we ever going to diversify the director's branch of the academy in order to ensure that women and people of color are taken more seriously as directors? Because right now, the director's branch of the academy is like a bunch of old white guys. Exactly. So what do we expect? Sorry. It's just, again, the the faux outrage, the, the desire to be outraged outweighs logic in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And it's completely driving me insane. I agree. And it's driving everyone insane. And no one could be normal anymore. Normalcy is dead. <laughs> That's the that is the thesis statement. Normalcy. I'm screaming. Normalcy. Normalcy. Is dead. Normalcy. Nuance and 
logic are just Gone. out the window. Um, well, that's our Oscars recap. Oscars nomination <laughs> recap, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the the, the strong discourse. Yeah. But, and I mean, said, literally, so happy for uh, Coleman Domingo, who's, yeah, let, you know, get, angelic uh, man. Danielle um, Brooks. Lily Gladstone. Brooks, yeah. Like, there are... I'm sorry. Y'all are racist. Not really, but like, goddamn. Like, can we celebrate something? Mark got celebrate? nominated. We King. never even got to Mark getting nominated. And like, the thing is, yeah. Mar- Margot Robbie was not the best white woman that acted this year. I'm sorry. No, she just wasn't. Like, just- that's really what it boils down to. I love her, but she was not the best white. She was not the white woman of the year this year. Well, in some ways she was, but not here. But she she the was Oscars, the white woman of the year in nom- so many other ways. In so many other ways. I, I do have to shout out, and it's it's so true, and it's it's going to, I think, cause me to have, like, an aneurysm but <laughs> when it happens. But, um, you know, the author, Bolu Babalola? Yeah. Um, I do who is so funny. She's so funny on Twitter, and she cracks me up, and she's, you know, very just... In, in tune with culture but um she just tweeted the, this afternoon that um taylor swift is going to talk is going to talk about this in her next profile and the way <laughs> it's absolutely gonna happen it's dark and that's the thing it's like that's the theme that's taylor swift's feminism today. right i mean like, the girlies feminism. are overlapping they're not all we're here, all overlapping yeah but like but there's a lot of them that are here yeah Braver than the Marines to be a fan of Taylor Swift, like a normal fan of Taylor Swift and Barbie. Um, But yeah, you're few and far between. Like you are few and far between. I try, Um, I try so hard. (laughs) But yeah, I guess we can move on. I suppose to another. I mean, how do you even move on from that? That that disappointed us, I suppose. Uh, Which, first of all, SNL is so back. Like I feel like it's like really back. And maybe it's just us, but I don't think it's just us. No, I was actually listening to, what podcast was I listening to? Who Weekly, which I have stood on business Love. and continue to listen to. You have stood on business. <laughs> One cough. Okay. And they did say, they were talking about, obviously, uh, SNL because, you know, of course. Yeah. And uh, they were saying that, like, the viewership numbers are, like, up and, like, there's all. And oh, great. you've seen it. Like, there's so many j-lo's going on like the prestiginess of the people who are wanting to be on snl is just like back and i mean I justin timberlake is... which i guess we should talk about he's dropping a single like tomorrow yeah and then he's performing on snl on saturday who's hosting anyway dakota johnson oh yeah madam webb um <laughs> but jacob Elordi, uh the the boy of the moment was the white host. boy of the month the boy of the month. Yeah, white boy of the month. He was the host of SNL with musical guest Renee Rapp. And mm-hmm. I was already feeling skeptical of Jacob Elordi hosting SNL because, like, while Jacob Elordi is hot, I don't think Jacob Elordi is funny. So I was like, hmm. But then there's sometimes where there's hot men who, like, surprise you. Especially mm-hmm. on SNL. They get on there and they're like, okay, wow, like, actually comedic icon go off can Um, i give an example of course 
I feel like when Reggae Jean Page hosted in the height of his yeah. Bridgerton fame, he really impressed me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he's like getting the roles or taking the roles that he needs to be taking. We'll, we'll see. I he needs a new manager. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think he's holding out for Bond, and I'm like, let's let that dream pass. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just. Ugh. But Jacob Elordi, um, was bad, actually, because mm-hmm. he didn't actually really speak at all. No. First of all, every skit was about him being hot, which like. It, I'm like tired. I'm exhausted. Can we say something else? I knew we'd have Mm -hmm. one at least, but like every single skit was that. And then also they like didn't let him talk like at all. It was like he would say one reaction thing or like he'd make a face, but then like everyone else was doing the work around him. So it just was like, it was lackluster. Yeah. The skits were not funny. I mean, yeah, they weren't funny. And I mean, I I do wonder like if it's that, it's just not for him in terms of like live performing and improv. Um, and I mean, that could be, that could be it. Right. Like, and I said this and I, I don't mean to say that he's not talented. Like I, I do think like he's talented, but when you talk about Jacob Elordi, unfortunately the word that you associate with him is not immediately talented. It's hot, gorgeous, you know, right. again, um, euphoria. Um, but, <laughs> the kissing like, group. But again, it's kind of like, if you're not going to give him an opportunity, I mean, I think, you know, Priscilla was an interesting role for him. Like, I thought he was, he was great in Saltburn, actually. Like, as much as obviously, like people, some people hate that movie. It's like, if you just take it for what it is. And he, he, I think he gives a a really like good performance. Um, But if he's just going to be this like heartthrob and everything, like he's never going to be able to like show his range, which makes me think of Charles Melton this year in May, December. Like, obviously he hasn't even done as many roles necessarily as Jacob Elordi has. Um, But, you know, he's already taken more seriously just because of this one role that like really showed that like he could do something different. So um, maybe comedy isn't it for Jacob, but I would love to see him in something different. I agree. And I, I, I do think that, and I think I said this when we were texting, I think that this was a little too early for him. I don't think mm-hmm. Jacob Lurdy is quite seasoned yet. Like seasoned in himself, seasoned in who he is and like what kind of actor he's going to be or wants to be. It's just like when you see, and I, and these men I'm about to name are actors and my Kings personally. Yeah. But like when you see a Pedro Pascal or an Adam driver get on SNL, like obviously those men are in their forties, but like still like they just like have this seasoning that like, and those are men who have done super dramatic roles, but also have played like insane comedic roles as well. So like, I just, mm-hmm. I just think it's hard when you have this actor who's like poised to be someone who we're going to see for a really long time, but like, they are just so young and like, just as we are all insecure, like Jacob Lordy is one of the hottest people that is in Hollywood today, but yeah. I can assume that he has such a fucking complex about himself oh, I'm sure. and about his acting and about how he wants to be taken seriously. And I just think that this hosting of SNL was too early for him. Like, I think yeah. if he would have done it in a few years, give him a little bit more time to, like, get himself together, it would have mm-hmm. been 100% better. So it sucks, I think, that we we saw it now because I just don't think it was his time. I mean, I guess Barry was a little too busy. I think he's filming something to, to do it. But it would have made so much more sense for Barry to do it. Yeah, Barry, Barry would have been funny, I think. Because Barry would have killed it. I mean, I think, again, and I mean – 
what you were saying, I think is so true. And what it made me think of is Harry Styles on SNL. And I know we know Harry Styles acting, like maybe not the best, but it shows you the difference between a live performer and again, an unseasoned live performer where like Harry was great on SNL. You know what I mean? Like he was funny. He was quick. He could do it. So it's like, you just see the difference between like having experience with that pressure of doing something live, I think is, is so massive. And I know I was kind of sad for Jacob, like his, clearly his monologue, like he wasn't up for doing just like a monologue himself hitting beats and things like that. So he had to do the kind of like Q and a thing, which never really lands well. Um, But yeah, I mean, just so listeners know, like I was like on the morning of (laughs) the Friday before SNL, still potentially going to sit out in the cold to try and get standby tickets. Yeah. Thankfully we didn't because there's no way we would have gotten in. But um, that's why, as, as I said to Gisela, it was like, is it just us or does everyone want to um, see SNL now? But I think our goal for 2024 is probably to get into an SNL taping. Um, Definitely. It's a New York thing we have to do. Yeah. And also I think just like to give, you know, a, 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 Plus of the the evening was our our sister Renee, who once again like Absolutely. it's also like so hard for Jacob to get like overshadowed a little bit by the musical guests like yikes but like also when you have Renee rap like she's a huge personality and a huge voice so she sounded amazing as always I still don't like that song with Megan The Stallion but it's fine I know but like and that's she the sounded thing. great and it just, just just yeah the performance was amazing and like she beat the allegations that like no one can sing well at snl like she absolutely all the the other girls should be ashamed (laughs) her and joe jonas i'm sorry but like i mean true um but you know when renee comes out for like 30 seconds in a sketch and kind of eats you up like like, that's when you know it it sucks and like then you have rachel mcadams there like icon legend queen and megan the stallion so it's just like you know, he needed all the support he could get. Yeah. Um, we love you, Jacob Alordi, though. Like, we do. I think we've really, we've come around from com- calling him exclusively Zendaya's boyfriend and Zendaya's ex-boyfriend. Right. Um, I just wanted, I wanted you to have, I'm going to keep saying seasoning. I, 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 that boy with some more seasoning is really going to be something. And I, I wait patiently for it. Yeah, I really, I would, I really want to see him do something really interesting and and then come back and do it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, so weird, I guess like he's been maybe working, but I feel like he hasn't been on any of the red carpets and it's like, well, I was nominated at certain award award shows. I mean, obviously they're not going to go to the Oscars, but like, I mean, maybe they'll get him to present. Yeah. I saw that he's going to be in or he said that on Fallon, Frankenstein, or whatever. Yeah, he's he's replacing Andrew Garfield, which like <laughs> tough tough blow for me. Oh but, no, why? Um, I think Andrew had scheduling conflicts. Oh, um, but we'll see. I think that could be a good one. That's I forget who's directing that, but I think it. You know, he the thing about him is is that he is like working with a lot of female directors and like yeah. I don't think he wants to do Euphoria season three. Like his response to the question about it was very much, well, we'll see, you know, like, I don't want to be like, you know, an old man walking the halls of the high of the high school or whatever. Yeah. But it's he's like, done. yeah, he doesn't want to do it. Dominic Fike was like, I don't really talk to those people anymore, but of course, like we know that him and Hunter he, Schaefer yeah. broke up. So it's awkward. Um, Angus Cloud and, passed away, which is incredibly sad. 
Sydney yeah, Sydney Sweeney is a movie star now. Like, we need to just Zendaya, give up. Give like, up this. Yeah, Zendaya like does not need to be, go back to that set. Like, we do not need her there. Um, but yeah, I mean, SNL is back. I'm I'm excited again for this week. I mean, like, as much as Justin Timberlake is a clown, I feel like Dakota Johnson will be funny. Yeah. Um, and then of course, yeah, we just um we just heard that J Lo is gonna be the musical guest. Maybe and we should try for that. Our oh, girl, we we can't. We do have plans that night, but um, oh, unfortunately, okay. Oh yes, we do. Whoopsies. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I, you know I'm bad with this. I just I'm but like, um, uh, one day soon we'll be yeah sat at SNL. Um, but yeah, I mean that was like it's like a nice little like it does feel kind of low stakes SNL in terms of like my investment in it, which is nice. Like if it's bad, it's bad, but like if it's yeah. good, it's it's going to be, like, really entertaining. Um, yeah. Jacob Alordi. <laughs> more um, to come more to come. More to come, for sh- I'm sure, because he is back. He is still with Olivia Jade, despite I know. the, the internet trying to tell us. Uh, Olivia Jade's publicist was on the phone with people immediately, or us weekly. She was like, I, think I am. First post Olivia is Jacob Immediately. Alordi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but should we go into yeah, a, so. the trailer before we talk about the last thing last because it feels you know monumentous positive yeah um so and i mean this takes me back way back to the early days of i'm screaming pod yeah in covid when i was watching avatar the last airbender on netflix for Iconic. the very first time and was giving all updates like week to week um but netflix's adaptation live action adaptation of avatar is premiering next month and they dropped a brand new trailer yesterday what are your thoughts on the trailer Giselle it just feels so faded like I I I have good thoughts I feel excited about it I think okay good um I just feel as you know as we've said before like the live action avatar movie was truly one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life so yeah, um, there's kind of nowhere to go but up. There's nowhere to go but up. Um, and the Avatar property matters so much to me, as now does it matters so much to Ned. Mm-hmm. So I just really want to see it done correctly. I have high hopes because I do feel like Netflix is getting their shit together in terms of live actions based off of animes because One Piece was very good. So yeah. I, I'm coming off of One Piece, which is giving me hope. Previous ones to One Piece have been horrendous. So I was feeling dark about it. But I do think that this property in particular, Avatar, there's just so many people's childhoods and so many people are invested in it that like I think that they know that they can't really fuck it up. But mm-hmm. um, it looks, we're like, as you said, Meg, like we're bending. Oh, we're bending. We're bending, sister. Which, like, I'm excited it's about. It looks good. happening. No, I mean, there's absolutely <coughs> a budget in this show. And yeah. it looks, obviously, immediately better than that movie. Though I haven't seen the full movie, but I've seen clips and I've seen the trailer um, with poor Pearl Depp Patel. Nicola Peltz Playing Katara, which is <gasps> fucking Giselle. Great. What? Wait, Maggie Rogers will release her new single "Don't Forget Me" on February eighth. You love to hate her and you love to love her. You listen, Margaret. 
me and Margaret, me and Margaret have a love hate relationship, but I will be sad. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry. I, I just, I, that just popped up on my Twitter, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it seems, I mean, um, what's her name? Arden Cho famously yeah. um, in this one. Um excited to see like what they do with it It, it, i don't think it's obviously not going to be like 24 episodes like the seasons of um, the original so um they're gonna have to obviously like move the plot forward in a different way so i'm excited to see like what references there are and um and yeah i mean like we'll see i'm wondering i it does seem like they're just dropping the whole thing on uh like february 22nd so it'd be a fun binge yeah i agree i've been missing um I've been missing a binge. There's like no shows out. Okay, so I actually did see today because I they I saw this video of Chloe Sevigny talking about her life and looks, and I was like, yes. I won't say the publication because we are boycotting them currently. Yep. Unions. Uh, but I did watch the We videos. support you. I did watch the video before I knew that the unions were happening, so like we won't say, once again, the name of the publication. We are the daughters but, of Anne Hathaway, and we are walking out of photo we are fucking in support walking out. of the strike. Fuck you, Condé Nast. <laughs> uh, pay people better. Um, but I was, it was Chloe Sevigny, and she was talking about mm-hmm. her life and looks, Chloe Sevigny icon. And so she's going to be in a show, famously, by Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know this show existed because I guess the first season came out in 2017, but they are American finally doing feud. a new, yeah, American Feud. They're finally doing oh, a new Maybe not season. American, maybe just Feud. It is, yeah, Feud. But like, <laughs> it's with like Naomi Watts, Chloe Sevigny, mm-hmm. I forget the other person, someone else who's white and iconic. No, there's a bunch. Um, um, Calista Flockhart um, yeah. and Demi Moore. Yes, Demi and Moore. Tom Hollander. Yes. Famously of Pirates of the Caribbean fame, which Giselle has exactly. now seen. Um, um, and show... it's Capote versus the Swans. Yeah. And that show feels, well, everyone knows famously I love a Ryan Murphy production. So um, that show is giving me fashion. It's giving me fun. It's giving me something to watch. So I will be sat for that FX show. Just saying. To yeah. People. Oh, Molly I Ringwald, be, I will too. be sat. Um, yes. I... When I saw the trailer for it, I was thinking, I was like, I, I kind of want to watch this. I feel like those Ryan Murphy shows, like American Horror Story and like, the they, unless it's, yeah, like, unless it's like a really good and like really in the public consciousness, like, it does seem like I feel like I've started a couple of those yeah, and then never followed through and finished. So if you're going to be watching it, I will be watching it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean... The only uh, Ryan Murphy property that I don't subscribe to is American Horror Story, but the rest of them, I am often and always sad. You remember, we were, I was weekly appointment television for Monica Lewinsky. You were, I know, I never watched that show. I don't know why or what I had going on at the time that I was, like, not watching it Like, fully had YouTube TV. Me and Tim were Yeah. Um, I I feel like Vera watched it, too. And obviously, I loved The Politician, which, like, R.I.P. to that show. Um, I watched The Politician and Hollywood. And Pose, of course. You know, just like, fucking Glee. Like, you know, Ryan Murphy has had some hits. So There was. um, Part of the reason why I was up so late last night also on the internet is that there was a tweet. And I'm sure maybe you've seen, like, these random tweets. And it's like, who's got that one Bravo clip? Or who's got that one, like... Yeah. And it was, who's got that one Glee clip? And I just clicked on the quote tweets of that tweet. 
and had myself a good old giggle before bed. Oh my god. Um, watching just some incredibly funny Glee clips. Um, and a lot of the quote tweets were just, oh no, is a Glee rewatch coming on? I mean, I haven't done a Glee rewatch <laughs> since college, so. I haven't done one since it ended because it kind of makes me sad because Yeah. everyone's dead, like not to be morbid, but, um, but yeah, no, Ryan Murphy. And remember when he won that award last year, was it last year? The like lifetime achievement award Yeah. or whatever. And it gave such a great speech. Yeah. And, like, Ryan Murphy will always be famous. Yeah, people want me to hate him, but I don't. Sorry. Nope. I don't hate They him. can never make me hate you. They can never make me hate him. Famously, the only thing he did that, <laughs> you know, he gave Darren Chris an Emmy. So, like, truly, like, inflating I think that Darren man's Chris head. an Emmy, a Inflating SAG award, that man's head a fucking for continuing to play Golden gay men. Globe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. oh, boy. Okay, let's But, yeah. let's go to the final topic on this list. Okay, which I'm so happy you last week basically had announced that you were going to watch it and I did announce and I did watch and I did follow through on my promise. The traders everyone, are you watching? We're watching. And it's good. the traders is if you are on the internet um, or if you are paying attention is a cultural phenomenon actually It's peak um television. It's appointment television Yeah, on a Thursday absolutely. night at 9 p.m. Um, I We talked a bit about it last week in terms of like the premise of it. Um, but this season is just bananas. It's so funny. There are so many good characters, obviously real people. It's reality TV. But like the characters are just incredible. Yeah. Bouncing off of each other, survivor legends versus big brother legends versus real housewives icons. Um, and I'm so glad that you're liking it. I'm Last loving week's it. episode was. I'm sad about some um people that are not on it anymore. I, th I feel like we can talk about it at this point. The new episode drops tomorrow I do feel like or they today yeah. for the listeners. So if you're not Spoilers caught up, for the first maybe three. skip ahead for the next few minutes. But. You know what I'm going to say. I feel like they did Yes, Peppermint. my, they did my sister Peppermint dirty, I feel. Yes, and apparently Peppermint and Trishel, who was the Yeah. challenge, um, former She challenge sucked, by contestant. the way. Yeah, She's you always know sucked. Trishel. Yes, You I know more challenge people, which I used is, to watch the yeah. challenge when C or CT Bananas and Trishel were on it. Also, I did you have do you know these people? You know that CT was dating that girl and she died from cancer. Who he met on the Yes. show? Yes. Yeah. DM. Yes. Crazy. So I watched back in those days, which was like fucking 10 years ago, but somehow they're still on Yeah. reality TV. But keep going. I mean, CT is on the current season of the challenge as some sort of mentor, I think, Yeah, I CT, saw. it's crazy. Him and Bananas Yeah. are like, it's wild. Bananas, Bananas, I was like, bye. Bananas is trying to start beef with Dan from Big Brother, who... is a traitor on the Yeah. current seasons of the traitors. And he keeps tweeting about it. And Dan just like ignores him and has not responded. And I think that only fuels bananas um, desire to troll him. But, but yeah, apparently Peppermint and Shell have not spoken since the show filmed, which <laughs>
peppermint feels the same way as you i as as i do too um i felt so bad that was like such a shitty situation obviously it's the game but yeah. like it felt very pointed and it very felt much so pointed an attack and and this is the thing it's like this is why the faithfuls are in, at such a disadvantage in this show and why it would be interesting to see some different twists thrown in in terms of like advantages that the faithfuls can get aside from a shield to protect them from being murdered which is really very random um a lot of the time because the traders can't like actually go after someone or murder someone after they've had you know a a tiff with them during the day because then it just becomes a little bit obvious um so normally the murdered person i feel at least thus far in this season has been quite random. Um, But this is why the faithfuls are at such a disadvantage because all they can do is just point fingers at people who are maybe not the most socially like adjusted. Right. Like I think that situation with Trishel and Peppermint was like, where she was like, well, if I'm murdered, like, you know, who did it? I was like, of course you're kind of on the first night. You'd be like, what the hell like why are you coming for me like that so i think that was a totally natural response but of course because it was the first night and no one else had had any issue it's right. like okay maybe peppermint's a traitor um same thing with max from dancing with the stars uh, yeah but this is the thing about it it's max is on a competition reality show where he doesn't have to backstab anyone he doesn't actually have yeah. to play a social game he just has to look pretty and dance, dance <laughs> and and get along with his partner and get votes right so it's not about necessarily competing um by like undermining other people yeah. in this social way so i just think max kind of had no chance um and Again, I think he's kind of, like, a bit more of an aloof dude. Right. So that immediately put a target on his back. But, again, it's because the faithful have nothing else to go on other than, oh, you're acting kind of strange. Bye. You're a traitor, right? Right. So it is – the traitors absolutely have an advantage. I do like the – did you watch episode four yet? Um, No, I'm going to watch tonight. Okay. Um, I do like the thing that happened at the end of episode three where – Parvati has the cup yes, and yes, she yes. has to like this is this is the way you give the faithful a little bit more of an advantage in terms right. of like make the traders have to put themselves out there a little bit more um so that it's a bit easier to figure out i mean i'm i love the traders like, oh I'm yeah kind of like on team traders you are going to love episode four my queen phaedra really i don't care what anyone says i love her phaedra i i like phaedra too i think um there's a clear ideological mismatch in terms of like the housewives and how they're going to play the game versus the survivor big brother challenge people who know that like it's just a game right like and you can't take it super personally and you gotta throw people under the bus and i think like the housewives unfortunately i mean i'm not saying this about phaedra i feel like the housewives are never going to be able to rally and have an alliance because they they can't get their shit together enough yeah. to all be on the same page whereas the survivor big brother challenge people like have had to do that in the past right so they do know how to get right. together that's like to, part like, of their 
yeah so it's it'll be interesting i do think that's going to be the central kind of conflict at least of the next couple of episodes yeah so i'm really interested to see how it goes um and everyone seems to be loving it i mean nbc aired it on at like nine o'clock on monday i think yeah on tv on cable and it got like great ratings so like we're all we're back traders alan cumming you're incredible a bright spot in this fucked up world i also didn't know that there's like also a british version that's currently running as well because i saw some like british girlies that i follow talking about the traders and i was like wow like this is really bowen and matter watching it what bowen and matter watching it too the british (laughs) yeah Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because yes. I was like, I was so confused. And then when I saw them talking about it, I was like, wait, what? But it makes sense. Yeah, then. it's, it's, the US one is, is a spinoff of the UK one. I think the UK one has a couple of extra seasons. So honestly, if, I don't know if they're on Peacock as well, but if they are, I kind of want to watch one because yeah. it's just such a fun, entertaining show. Like, it's a great premise. Last, yeah. Last season, I think they, um, oh no, I don't, I, I do think they did week to week, but I think, um, when it had started, Katie and I were a little more behind, so we got to binge it a little bit more. Yeah. And so I'm missing that aspect of it this season, but also it's it's making it just all the more sweet to, oh, yeah. to get it uh, every week. Just oh, love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah. Um but yeah, Boom. that's I mean that's that's ending on a high note. I Absolutely. Love the traders. Um and yeah. What Maybe next week. The world will will Return. start acting normal again. No, we'll I'm bring kidding. back never, some Literally, literally never will. Um, no. But we just got to keep keep trying to be calm about it. I know. <laughs> like keep, the girlies keep screaming into were our necks. testing us today, so we had Always. to let it all out. That's the whole point. That's the mantra. That's the tagline, and it will be forever. It will be forever. That's all she wrote. Sometimes pop culture can be scary. And And you just just gotta let it out. out. Let's scream about it together. Wow. Wow. What a line. Thank you. What a fucking line. (laughs) Honestly, Bible. Um, Everyone, thank you again for listening. Um, We love you all so much. We appreciate every single person that listens every week. This is the joy of our lives, as I always say. Um, We will see you all next week. And Mm -hmm. most importantly, love you, Meg. Love you, G.